Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of Critical Hit, a foul mouth podcast where we talk about everything. I am your host, Red King, and with me always is Crimson and Crona Warden. And I got beat for real this time. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> because, uh, well, it's our, it's our topic. <laughs> oh, shit. Technically, yeah. this is beef. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> really, I'd figure you'd be a little deep in the clam. Uh, yo, <laughs> it is Mythical Champions round two. Um, who will survive? Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yes. We are Critical Hit and Mythical Champions. Round two starts now. Okay. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> Sorry. You're just an idiot. <laughs> Let's go. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go wow. ahead. <laughs> no, no. Fine. What? If you've got it, go ahead and follow it up. What, no. what else you got? To, 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 to begin today, we've we, got, we got... Are you doing... <laughs> You're I right. have a tech talk. There we go. There we go. Okay. Stop interrupting me. Fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go. <laughs> You're the interrupting cow. Oh, I am. Move, Move over. Fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the intense look. Like, <laughs> that eyes. <laughs> like, I'm going to catch you first. <laughs> That was amazing. Oh, damn. So, anyway, to begin today's tech talk, so obviously AI and things like that have been on everybody's mind lately. Uh, Annoyingly so. They're growing at an impressive rate, and one of the things that's been going on is is that, like, there are authors that are now worried that they're just (laughs) not going to have a job anymore. Um, That's fair. (laughs) However, not what I am here to talk about today. Okay. This is about making a robot that can feel with the same level of ability as a human. Wait, what? Yes. Hold up. This is perfect for the hub. <laughs> Feelings are important for this. <laughs> well, first of all, we're going to have to make you watch a certain episode of Futurama, Fry. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's amazing. So this article comes from ArsTechnica.com. And basically what they're doing right now is they are trying, this is at Columbia University, and essentially they have, they normally do what's called uh, like reinforcement learning. Like if you do a good thing, you get a reward. If you do a bad thing, you get punished. Right. Can't do that when you're trying to teach a robot to feel, because one of the problems is, is that if it's holding something but moves it necessarily in a way that you haven't programmed it to it'll just drop the object which isn't what you want it to do so they have to come up with a different algorithm called a sampling based planning algorithm jeez oh, okay <laughs> all right what what's what, what are we talking about here <laughs> so essentially the difference is is that instead of having like your roomba would be a reinforcement based learning robot okay because sure. it needs to vacuum up dirt, all that shit, but you don't want it to, you know, leave the house or fall down the stairs. <laughs> okay. So they had to program it to, if you feel an edge, stop. 
Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So that means in the past, Roombas went downstairs. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Roomba. There, there goes $900 I, I'll never get back. So fun fact, I actually have a Roomba. And, uh, well, more specifically, <laughs> the person I'm living with has a Roomba. Um, and I've actually seen this thing avoid expertly falling down a set of stairs. Yeah. So I was, I was a little surprised by that. <laughs> No, they're pretty impressive little things. But the idea with this is, is that they have actually gotten to the point where it can navigate a space in the dark just by touch, just like a human can. Huh? That's impressive. What Uh, the hell? Now, I've always known that um, machines could feel pain because when they don't work, I smack the shit out of them. So here's the thing. Don't do that because I'm fairly certain that's how shit in the Matrix starts. <laughs> no, my wife calls the Alexas she and and like is very nice and says please and thank you huh. because she's afraid that when the uh, when the, the the AI uprising happens, you're fucked. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that. I've got I'm I'll I'll be fine. I've right? seen you curse out our equipment like <laughs> this little, little microphone's gonna be running at you with its three legs, just kicking the shit out of you. <laughs> just like a hurricane kicking you. <laughs> There's gonna be a robotic cat on a Roomba, just like charging forward. But it's kind of cool because they've programmed the robot to basically always keep three fingers on it. And like the picture is kind of interesting because it is five. And we'll post this on Twitter yeah. so you guys can see it. Okay. Sick. So it's not really shaped quite like a human hand just yet, but it's got a circle with like five digits encircling the object it's holding. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. So how how on earth? Okay, so knowing some small, very small, minuscule amount of uh, coding and machine learning, what the fuck did you write in code? To make any of this possible, like it takes millions of lines they of code. Asked Chat GPT to do it. They probably did. No. I bet you, that. <laughs> dude. It takes millions of lines of code to get you to click There's something and have a math involved color. in this. Fuck that. Because it has to learn, and literally with the uh, I can't do math. <laughs> the one learning algorithm type. Literally, every time the hand does a new behavior, it creates a whole new branch. That they have to code. That's amazing. That's also probably nightmarish. You probably <laughs> sleep thinking about just numbers and fucking. Well, think about it like this. If these hands get good enough, let's say, you know, you're a bomb tech in bomb disposal. Ooh. You only lose a hand. Here's a sweet robot one that can actually work just like your other one. And they've already proved that you can integrate circuitry into a human nervous system and have it actually control the electronics. I have seen like shit like that on social media. Like I've seen it like sort of happen. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. The only only thing I've seen on social media is the one where the dude's got the servo freaking controlled prosthetic arm. And then he hits the button and it starts doing the jack off motion. <laughs> it's like smashing the table. <laughs> that's <Really? laughs> that's the only prosthesis I know about. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, Wolverine claws? What? It's it's like these. It's kind of like a hand. It looks like a hand. It, they go over each one of your fingers, and you you like clench your hand, and then it shoots claws out. 
It's fucking cool. Yeah, but there's too much baggage for Wolverine. <laughs> there is way too much baggage for Wolverine. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, basically, uh, they're working on a whole bunch of kind of like robotic, cybernetic type shit. So we're going to have touchy-feely robots. Yes. That sounds like a future I want to live in. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we will uh, we will wow you with more amazing steps closer to a sci-fi future and creepy dystopian. Next time on Chronos Tech. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to kick you right in the fucking neck. Can you, you get your leg that high? Some people's necks are that fucking low when they're short. Next Fuck time you. on Chronos Tech Talk. <laughs> You're a horrible human being. I don't care. <laughs> and we are at the main event. On episode triple X. Oh, shit. Is it? Oh, wait. This is episode 30. Like the triple X. That's not going to be enough of a reference. I, I'm getting hard. <laughs> like the hub. <laughs> this is. Um, uh, well, the hub is software, so it can't be hard. Hmm. Hmm. Hold on, though. Until robots advance. Yeah, because if you figure... Why the fuck are we back on this? <laughs> all right, all right, sorry. <laughs> Two mythical creatures shall enter, and only one will survive. Because the other will have killed it! Um, what? It would have killed the other! We're back. Um, I think last round, it was... Crimson, who started first. Yes, yes. You will be forfeiting to Chrono. He will do the first. He will do the... <sighs> oh, I get the reveal? Yep, the first reveal. The Valkyries. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking problem. <laughs> So, obviously, Valkyries are the, at least, Odin's angels of death, in essence. And in some media, they're very hot. I mean, in almost all media, they're hot. Even, like, the poetic and the prose eddas describe them as beautiful women. Hey, listen. You can... You can God of me. War doesn't. Those fuckers are scary. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I eh. forgot about that. Yep. I forgot you could fight those in yep. God of War. Mm, they're also incredibly dangerous. Actually, to be fair, under the armor, they're still attractive. You just have to beat them. Oh, for real? Wait, it... They're all... Uh, they're under complete suits of armor. Is it like one of those games? You know what I'm no, saying? No, it's not one of those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you fight one, and she removes her armor in the second game. Oh. Atreus, go do something else for a couple of <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> but so obviously they can they choose who gets to go to Valhalla to become an Einherjar, which literally translates as army of one. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool as fuck. <laughs> uh they can fly. They have, depending on what choice of companion they want to take, they can have a horse, a wolf, or a boar. Okay, so we've got animal companions. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> There's an entire sisterhood of them. Because <laughs> I know your pick. <laughs> You're fucked. They're shield maidens, 
They have lifetimes of combat experience and martial arts discipline. Can we get into specifics about the shield? <laughs> they will hit you in the face with it. So one of the properties of their... Is it... Is... It's designed to handle supernatural attacks because they also have to fight other supernatural creatures like giants. Do they clean them often? Yes. <laughs> These are like prime warriors. They take care of their equipment. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. It might be a problem. Uh, superhuman strength, endurance, speed, and skill. Uh, they're also spirit beings, so they can choose to be corporeal or incorporeal or immaterial. Damn. Oh, that's bullshit. I'm fucked. <laughs> All right. They're you minor divine beings. So they're infused with the essence of deities. Odin in this case, right? Yes, because they are his servants. Hmm. They have access to death magic, luck magic, and war magic. Because they can alter the flow of a battle in favor of a hero they choose or against a hero they choose. So if they want to steal a hero... For the for their fucking whatever, <laughs> they can they can get them well, killed in battle. <laughs> let's say that there's someone that uh, pissed Odin off and like they're a great hero. A Valkyrie could just go, no, you're not gonna win your next battle. But they like glorious champions. So if there's a if you piss a Valkyrie off, one might lower your odds, the other might raise your odds. <laughs> That's kind of a who. <laughs> That's oh wait, is that why um have you ever played uh Valkyrie promo Covenant of the Plume mm -hmm. specifically? Do you you remember the plume power where you go all crazy and you can just start murking folks? That's what that is. Yeah, and it always costs them their lives. And, oh shit. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean uh, I I I'm love Valkyrie I'm, Profile as a series, so this is kind of getting me. <laughs> I'm keeping my spec factor hidden for now. Deal. <laughs> I mean, as far as, I mean, shit, the spec factor is <laughs> almost everything because being able to turn incorporeal is in and of itself. I have a very specific ability I picked as the spec factor. Oh, wow. Um, but like, yeah, being able to turn incorporeal in and of itself is like kind of a hard thing to deal with. Um, flight, superhuman strength, uh, just being incredibly skilled because that's all they do. They're battle maidens. Yes. Oh. Uh, the weapons, <laughs> the armor, the uh, the the tactical know-how, and to me, the shields potentially in my case. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, even the ability to have your own personal army. Of just heroic dudes who you've watched them die, made them die, or in some way, shape, or form, they're dead, and they can just come back. Yep. Because once you're in Einherjar, it doesn't matter. You can keep coming back until Ragnarok. Because that's all Valhalla is, is just battle after glorious battle and then feasting and fucking at night. Oh man, I love that. <laughs> um, so can we get, can I say something before we continue? <laughs> um... I think we should set a limit that if you can get a kill, even if they come back, that's a victory. Well, yes, that's fine. So I guess the way to, to spec this one out would be the Valkyrie herself 
I mean, it would be whatever fucking weapon, right? It'd be like an they axe. Spears. Or, okay, spears in particular, right? Spear, a shield, probably a fucking animal companion, right? Wolf. Um, and it's still a magic wolf. <sighs> wow. <clears throat> then <laughs> how many Einherjar can they have? I mean, so technically it would be however many Odin wish to give them. Okay. Because they ferry souls to Valhalla for him. So they themselves don't maintain ownership of their Einherjar. They just get to pick who they think would be good for Valhalla. Okay. Problem. So <laughs> it'd be more likely that if they were to call for help, it'd be more Valkyries. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, one thing that I actually... I did a little bit of reading on the Valkyrie is they have a because in the original story it's it's only men who they yes who they ferry to Valhalla they have sometimes problems falling in love with these men who they who they bring to Valhalla because they're 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 by their own merits incredible warriors and fantastic heroes yes but they horny. <laughs> so is like it like everything else? Is it a situation where Valkyries could possibly end up being personally involved and getting themselves in trouble and losing their powers? Well, the problem is, is that even if they fall in love with a great hero, it's more likely that they would just go, mm. you're going to die in your next fight so we can be together. Right. Dang. Because it's a matter of they're kind of created by Odin and they would be destroyed by Odin. Well, you don't got to worry about that because my pick's not much of a looker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm jumping into it. So imagine a world in like Greek Roman mythology. Um, Oh, you went Greek this time, okay? Yeah, yeah. You're roaming a boot, right? <laughs> Not that a boot. <laughs> you're roaming. You're roaming a boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it? Um, down them aqueducts. <laughs> so, you're you happen to be in maybe perhaps a desert area. You hear in the distance dragging. <sighs> Cross okay. Okay, DM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm building a scene. Can you leave me a Matt Mercering? <laughs> Tent your hands. <laughs> I will not. Tent your fucking hands, Mercer. <laughs> um, whatever. Fuck you. We're both tenting our hands. Get out. <laughs> yes, we're staring at you intently while tenting. <laughs> oh, wait. Intently. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for stealing the wind out of my sails. It's a fucking basilisk. That's that's oh, my choice. Okay. <laughs> it's a basilisk. Now, here's the thing. There is, depending on kind of where you get the story from, a basilisk can either be a fucking foot-long snake or it could be the king of serpents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the king of serpents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then suddenly <laughs> this fucking tiny snake <laughs> squash. <laughs> the wolf just <laughs> so gone. So, shut up. <laughs> so depending. So, Actually, I think I'm going to pick the boar. Oh, the boar would eat a fucking foot. Hold, hold, hold on, though. Hold on. There, there, I, there's more to this. So, 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little backstory on how it came to be. Apparently, a little Basque story. Uh, <laughs> you don't like being interrupted, do you? <laughs> Lift my ass, bitch. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, oh, my gosh. Anyways, hey, puns. Puns abound for this one. Um, So, depending on where it, where it comes from, I'm going to go with this one. A rooster lays an egg, and it is hatched by a serpent. They say a frog. Um, it, could mm. be, it could be a frog. It could be a toad. It could be a snake. It could be the other way around. It could be a snake egg hatched by a chicken. Uh, a cockatrice? Yeah, yeah. It's basically, it is different yeah. dimension cockatrice, basically. Um, that throughout history somehow found its way to being the king of serpents and or a variant of a dragon. Uh, so this thing does have actual uh, supernatural abilities, generally including, obviously, this thing's fucking strong. It's a mm-hmm. fucking big-ass snake. Um you know, it's got venom breath, hyper venom breath to the point where, you know how cobras normally they they spit actual venom at something. They yeah. say that this thing's breath just decays things around it. Um, it's got a now. This is the reason why I brought the brought up the shield. <laughs> so its gaze can petrify or apparently explode things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Imagine tearing something down so bad that it just fucking blows up. One <laughs> That's of, why playing magic casters is fun. One of its weaknesses is reflective surfaces. <laughs> so that's why I was asking about the shield. <laughs> so uh, I will say that Norse shields aren't generally full metal. Mm. They're a lot of wood. And there is technically like magic trees in Valhalla that they would make their shit out of. Right. But there is Palish usually polished metal around the edge and right in the middle. So depending on the level of polish, that could be a problem. So uh, obviously they're snakes. They have an incredibly powerful bite. Mm -hmm. But on top of that being, you know, a highly decaying breath, that generally you can bite through more things than a than a regular snake would be able to bite through even comparatively in size right um so you could decay things which would be great enhanced lung capacity which is useful for breathing out and decaying things you can d- decay widespread amounts of things yeah fair um enhanced ability to smell which will come into <laughs> play later um, uh enhanced stealth strength elastic jaws you know things things of powerful snake abilities um constriction obviously Mm -hmm. uh it's got snake communication so it can call for backup the only thing is it can call for backup for fucking snakes (laughs) um so just snakes just snakes they're not special (laughs) Um, so yes i also have companions but they're just fucking snakes (laughs) and if you're not in a particularly large snake inhabited area (laughs) there's not much going on for these fuckers (laughs) the basilisk would be fucked if it ever went to ireland yeah yeah that's that's what i'm saying so it's kind of a Kind of dependent on where uh, where you go. It could be uh, varying levels of usefulness. Um, so 
They do say that, you know, some versions of it is, you know, a more, like I said, more dragon-like. Some mm-hmm. versions are more snake-like. I'm going to I'm gonna play it to it's a fucking snake. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much any any version of it is a snake. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to say that this thing can step on you or it's got claws or nothing like that. Um, you know, it's breath weapons are good. I'm going to, I'm going to give that as a bonus. You know, it's a, it's strength is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be very stealthy. Burrowing is a part of its power set, depending on where you, uh, depending on what mythology you're looking into. So I think I'm going to, um, I'm going to equate it more to a wyvern with its, uh, with two legs and lack of, uh, lack of front legs. And it has it everywhere I'm looking for it. It's got wings except for the fucking Harry Potter basilisk. Um, yes and no, because they, they do say that the original, original depiction of a basilisk is is more cobra like in, okay. in how it does things where it, it's got a front end that's always up or erect depending on <laughs> where you get your wording from why are you like this <laughs> and it kind of uh for lack of a better term it like i don't want to say saunter but it's sa- like saunters left to right you know what i'm saying um you know we can we we can give it we can give it some uh a pass on wings because I their flight is a thing. Like I said, it it did eventually turn into, you know, essentially a dragon. So I can give it that, but I'm gonna give it. It's a flying snake before it's a, you know, dragon like creature. You know what I'm saying? Like a full dragon like creature. Okay. Um. So flight's a thing. Strength's a thing. Stealth's a thing. Um. You know, destructive power and a petrifying aura, blaze-setting gaze, and the other thing that is generally... Well, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that one. Your spec factor. For my spec factor. Okay. Um, But another interesting weakness that I feel as though I need to bring up... Weasels. <laughs> so, in, ba- in basically any form of, of basilisk mythology, they are weak to the scent of weasels. <laughs> uh, okay. So, there's a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of spin this a little bit because. I don't want your Valkyrie to call a fucking weasel. Well, that's not in her power set. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's not listed as an animal companion. The fourth option is a raven. <laughs> but that's generally only one that Odin has in particularly chosen. So it, they say the scent of a weasel or the, uh, essentially the cacao of a rooster. So there, there's two interesting reasons why they say this. So the idea is, is that if you take it that a, a serpent egg was essentially roosted and taken care of by a rooster, mm-hmm. then if it found out that there was a serpent egg amongst the rest of its eggs, it would kill it. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're saying that, that that's the reason why that, that call of a rooster is its weakness. However, with the weasel... Little, little weird, and this might be a bit of a stretch, that uh, a cobra's actual, you know, or any snake, really, but we're going to go with a cobra simply because that's got a very powerful venom that 
this particular animal happens to be immune to honey badgers. <laughs> so there's also the mongoose. Yes, yes. Well, so we'll take either of those um, because essentially they're they're all cut from the same cloth, and to a, a, a layman's person, they they might see it as a fucking weasel. <laughs> um, Here's one for you. Do you know weasels actually have musk scent glands that are stronger than a skunk's? That's horrible. So the other thing that I was going to mention, uh, the super powerful scent. Um, it can a, a basilisk can smell like crazy. Mm-hmm. So you give it any powerful stench, I'm going to give it that it's probably not going to do it too well. Uh so anything pungent and heavy. Yeah. Yep. So I think that that obviously that also plays a more direct uh, mm-hmm. role in why that would be considered a weakness. So I'm going to say anything really fucking stinky might give it a problem. <laughs> so it, it, it tends to reason that a Valkyrie has similar senses um, outside of the sutra. Uh, uh, I could speak in English. I swear I fucking can. <laughs> Outside of the supernatural, they have similar senses to humans. Front-facing, you know, yes. like front-facing eyes. Same sense of hearing and, you know, smell and touch and such. Ha! Rhyming. We got wordplay. We got rhyming. <laughs> we're How, the complete package Yeah, today. absolutely. We, we're in rare form. Um... <laughs> So I would say like that would be that could count as an advantage with the basilisk's ability to stalk and animal companion. <laughs> so here's the thing that there has been no known animal that can kill a basilisk. I'm not saying that part. I'm saying that animals have very good senses of smell. Pigs in early, particular. Early warning. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> so beside the. Beside a an animal getting the drop on on an ambush, or rather um, negating the fact that the basilisk could um, attack from an ambush, that that could negate that advantage. We have um, we have a deadly breath weapon that is that'd be hard to deal with as far as. Uh, just getting in close. The problem there is, is that technically Valkyries don't have to breathe. They could withstand damage from the decay, though. Yes, because they're angels. Yes, and they're they're um, they're they're demi mortal, more or less. Uh, I mean, you just wait until my spec factor comes into play. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> As far as, I mean, we're going to say that if Crimson isn't saying that this basilisk can fly, an advantage goes heavily to any creature that can fly. Um, I guess the idea of like surrounding yourself with a cloud of decay that could kind of protect you against getting swooped in on too hard, but like flyby attacks would be... It'd be dirty with flyby attacks. Well, I did pick a Valkyrie with a boar companion, so this will be a terrestrial battle. Right. Um, Fair enough. The the idea of a a death gaze being like that insta-kill that you're gone. Um, only if you don't get it reflected back at you. Which, um, 
I would say like. So here's my thing, right? Are basilisks intelligent? Basilisks are said to be intelligent in the way of, you know, they're, they were oftentimes used as a allegory for the devil. Okay. So sneaky, stealthy, Because I clever. will say that there is a massive serpent in Norse mythology, Jormungand. Right, the, the world lizard. Yes, the yes. world serpent. Or, so I said lizard. <laughs> the world gecko. <laughs> Valkyrie would have preparation and training to fight serpents. And they are still intelligent warriors. They would know how to plan, think, adapt. But Jormungand is huge. The basilisk is also huge. It's not Jormungand big, but the Jormungand has children. I think Jormungand would be like slow he's really not i mean because in the fight with him and thor they're moving both pretty quick i'm gonna okay i'm gonna say um if i can make an argument the the basilisk is known to be fast that's that's one of its things is enhanced speed mm -hmm. is, so this thing is is definitely a quick thing so even though We'll say that comparatively, World Serpent can move at snake level for its for its large size. This thing is known to be quick. Mm -hmm. So they're just on the ground, just shaking. There might be a speed advantage to the Basilisk. The intelligence of a Valkyrie being, you know, just just being smart and then also being tactically smart is i mean better i mean because it, i'm because i'm not gonna lie yes you for a snake i'm sure a basilisk is smart but it's at the same time it can get caught by a fucking mirror <laughs> so it, its death gaze is constantly going and you can get it with a fucking mirror <laughs> so <laughs> so like the idea of having a the idea of having companions as far as like an animal I think a boar would probably just get murked almost immediately. You know, a ma they are magical animals and they're probably smarter than regular animals, but I would probably put their their intelligence right about the same as a basilisk. They might know to look away. Well, pigs also don't usually maneuver that much by sight. This is also true. They're a very scent oriented creature. Um, also not as fast as a basilisk. No. So just straight up without even any special ability, just chomp, chomp, dead. Right. And while it's eating through the head with mm. a magic spear. Possibly. Possibly. May I may I speak of spec factor? <laughs> Let's talk about the spec factor. Um we're gonna go with Chrono again. Okay. So Valkyries can manipulate the flow of battle, as I already said. Yep. They can also straight up rip a warrior's soul out of their body. They can just go yoink. Okay. Mm. <laughs> never, never consider that a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> just claim your soul. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> keep talking. I have reading. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking, I have beef. <laughs> I mean, I would say your biggest counter argument would be 
Does a basilisk have a soul? <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the ideal. Most, so you could okay. So since we would put a, uh, how would that measure up? I would say that a basilisk is kind of the same because it's the, an apex mythological creature. Yes, the wording though that a Valkyrie can take a soul. I think it's got to be more specific than that because the only thing that they do is take the souls of men to Valhalla um, when they die in battle or if they get swooped, apparently uh, a basilisk is not a man. Okay. And he is not a, a basilisk is also not a warrior. So I am going to rule that that fucking doesn't work okay. as, as, oh, as alpha no. as that would be. I will still say that they have the ability to manipulate the flow of a battle. Yes. So there is some minor time control because they can change the arc of a sword, the flow of a bite. Mm. That would be a tough one. That'd be a tough one. That's, that's a... I mean, that's a decent argument. Um, a decent argument. <laughs> so, <laughs> once again, I got to overrule that, right? Because the flow of battle tends to only work, or t- it tends to be mentioned in mythology. Myth- uh, I can speak English uh, in mythology. <laughs> Only referring to like battles that the Valkyrie's not actually in, right? Nope. Ding, you might be fucked, boy. It doesn't have a soul, does it? So, <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna side with you on the overrule of the uh, of the soul thing. No soul. Whoop. However, I I do think that. Um, Flow of battle, that's that's a tough one because that's uh there's not really uh <laughs> there's not really too much you can do against it. So here's here's the thing. All right, I'm, <laughs> spec factor, let's go. <laughs> let's talk about it. The basilisk has are you ready for this? The ability to poison without actually biting or spitting. Mm-hmm. So it uh has proxy poison. So uh, the idea is, if if you look at the earliest account of a basilisk being killed, it was by a spearman, and the the poison climbed up the spear and still killed the spearman and the the spearman's steed. So there's also other accounts of this as being it just brings death and decay wherever it moves mm-hmm. because from its if you could call it pores, it just spews proxy venom right so the same way that they that a cobra is still dangerous after you kill it in the way that it can still technically bite you um they take that in a more uh you take it all the way to the night yeah yeah yeah. so that's an interesting that's an interesting thing so yeah that i think you know the idea is if you're making contact with it now this is the, the idea is that if a if a valkyrie can indeed be Affected by venom, by the venom of the basilisk. So here is the thing. If it cannot be affected by the venom of a basilisk, I might be fucked. <laughs> so because as far as um, 
ability to kill the other fucking thing, right? Right. I think we might have kind of a problem. <laughs> so there's a lot of options for a Valkyrie to kill a basilisk. <laughs> um, if you if you can get past the basilisk venom, I don't think I really have a shot. But going with hopefully this being a mythological creature with some magic level venom, <laughs> the thing I hope is that uh, a <laughs> Valkyrie can be affected by any type of venom, really. <laughs> So we're looking, I'm I'm trying to give you every advantage possible <laughs> because you have so many disadvantages. It's a situation where, I mean, one good swing and the thing's just fucking dead. Yeah, because um, because mind you, it does not have any type of, I mean, its endurance is high, obviously, as a snake's endurance is high. Mm-hmm. But it's been killed by being stuck with a spear. Yes, it's not. And Valkyries would know how to throw a spear. Yeah. Well, yeah. But there's that. But it, <laughs> <laughs> I will also say there is still the fact that it does have a essentially a um, gaseous level of venom. It's the same venom whether it's breathing it or whether it's uh, um, just being affected directly, bitten. Stabbed, mm-hmm. contact, whatever it may be. So if this venom is effective, and mind you, it's got increased lung capacity as well. So even throwing it, if this thing can blow venom in this in in a Valkyrie's face, there's a chance that I could that it could die. Um, I'm gonna say that there is hmm, because they are made of flesh and bone more or less they are divine but they are they are but they can go immaterial they can go immaterial um but i'm going to say the same way that uh higher level gods in north norse mythology have been poisoned mm-hmm. they're they're not going to be immune okay I'm going to say that the poison is definitely a factor here. Um, so I guess what we got to do is we would, we'd have to just think it out. Like more or less the Valkyrie would probably negate an ambush attack. Mm -hmm. A basilisk would would likely have a layer. Mm-hmm. Mm. So so it would be fighting you got you got to do it with the axe. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so a basilisk would definitely have a layer um <laughs> now it's just happening on an accident. <laughs> so the idea of having just poison mm-hmm. just chilling would probably be an issue if it if the Valkyrie couldn't get it to come out of its spot. Has to eat eventually. Um, and there's a nice, tasty pig rooting around. <laughs> and it's a battle pig, so it's prepared to die for its master. And that's what I was. That's what I was battle thinking. Pig. Is like I want a pig, and I want to name a battle pig. <laughs> so as soon as as soon as you started to mention that it could change the flow of battle. I would imagine that it would send the pig 
to get attacked mm-hmm. and then constantly constantly like up its AC <laughs> so that it didn't get hit. So I I have an interesting interesting thing about the agility of a basilisk. Okay. So it's been said that a basilisk can quickly go from one movement to another, effectively allowing them to dodge attacks, do backflips, and numerous other athletic gymnastics. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so the basilisk can bob and weave. The basilisk oh, no, move. I'm fully expecting that the pig gets sacrificed and then just throwing spears from a clifftop while it's constricting the pig to eat it. So I don't think the basilisk would constrict at all. It would just tag it and wait for it to die and then drag it back to its, uh, to its lair. I believe the constriction would probably be for the Valkyrie, to be honest. The constriction would be to make sure she couldn't move Mm -hmm. and then direct hit with like a, with a venomous breath blast. Um, this is this is a lot closer than uh, <laughs> Gorgon v. Ifrit. Okay, but you just go immaterial if you're constricted, and then you just walk through him. I think that's that's the tough thing is that a Valkyrie is made for fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Gorgon wasn't made for fighting. Ifrit was not made for fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, these are two. Mythical creatures. So the ramp up to this is also really fucking fantastic, boys. Uh, (laughs) Is that these creatures are made for battle and they're they're dangerous. A Valkyrie is incredibly smart though, and has supernatural powers enough that I think (sighs) I think the Valkyrie would take the basilisk. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that's it's kind of that's a that it's a tight judgment. This is like uh, this this came down to the championship rounds. <laughs> yeah, you argued well. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, it was it was it was hella fucking good as far as uh, comparisons. The power the power set on these ones were incomprehensibly good when it comes <laughs> to uh, like I think if Reed would have a a much better time against um, Valkyrie. I'm not sure if he would win. Possibly, possibly he could because he's smart enough to be tricky and to use different magical skills, like full blown magic. She also has magic though. Yes. Um, but her magic is more based on probability is what it seems like to me. That's the battle magic, right? Uh, well, luck, but she also has just straight up death magic. I, I also do think that and if an Afrit is a mortal being with a soul. The, oh, it is. Damn. Okay. Yeah, so uh, okay. that's going to yeah. be, a, that, that's going to be a rough I So I, for one of my champions that have a chance, I got to get that value the fuck out of here. Yep. Um, so I do also want to, you got to pick keeping like animal champions. Hmm. Ah, potentially, potentially I have to be a much stronger animal champion so the and that's the thing i mean i mean a basket is pretty strong yeah, right yeah. By it's that definitely state. like you said uh, that's an apex monster uh, and, it, and the thing about it is the valkyrie would 
would have to be very cautious and would have to be um to an extent lucky because anything you know like expressly spoken in legend a warrior stabbing a monster with a spear which is the safe fucking bet and still getting poisoned it it comes down to having the warrior's instinct and you know a valkyrie has it up to a thousand yeah and would know that thing you shouldn't fuck with it just doesn't have fuck with written on it yeah and so, I, I think that i think that's a difference maker too is having something to have dealt with other mythological creatures there's a kind of a sense there already so i don't think it would be a thing where it would be careless by any means mm-hmm. um a valkyrie wouldn't just go in there and just start chopping yeah you, you know there there might be a situation where out of 10 times you know maybe four times a basilisk would win but yep. you know it'd be a situation where a valkyrie would be absolutely floored as she took her last breath <laughs> yeah, like holy shit i did everything right why am i still dying it would be yeah i think it would be that type of thing where it'd be like a six four type of but the valkyrie does definitely win this one edge it out i mean <laughs> and you know what what better way than for a hot battle thing <laughs> to, to be, to be, to be. do you want her to sit on your face i do that's I do. your reward <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> right? That's the reward, right? Um, she dominated your snake. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking that as a preference. <laughs> that, that'll be the title. <laughs> Valkyrie dominates your snake. Oh, my fucking gosh. <laughs> By Odin's beard, bro. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And with that, we have reached the end. We are Critical Hit, and that was round two of Mythical Champions. That was a fucking... Ooh, that was a speaker. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was very fucking close. Um, <laughs> find us wherever you find your favorite um, Mythical Champions podcast. This is the only one, as far as I know. I don't know many others that are doing this kind of thing. Come find us. Yes. On Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Deezer, and some others. Um, find us. Good uh, rattle off. <laughs> yeah. Find us on Twitter at CritPitOfficial with a K, motherfuckers. New episodes every Thursday. Until next time. Fight! Triple X signing off. Ha <laughs> ha